Forty-one. Uh, welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, my name is Nick Reed. Hamilton's going to be coming up here at Juanita K. You have a chance to win tickets for that. Of course, you could buy tickets. But if you'd like an opportunity to perhaps win some, you can go to ksgf.com in order to do that. While you're there also, I would uh, recommend that you get yourself registered for the uh, lunch bunch that we have at Retro Metro. It's a great time, great food, and we'd love for you to join us. All you have to do is get signed up, and then when you get selected, if you get selected, uh, you and up to five of your friends or coworkers, whomever it is you'd like to bring along, uh, will join Sarah and me for lunch at Retro Metro on a Wednesday. So that also is at ksgf.com. And if you don't have the app, uh, you can stream the show live while you are there as well. Jason Ryman now with the latest news update. The Ashgrove School District is asking for more money to pay for new classrooms along with a new gym and safe room. Voters are being asked to approve a 30-cent increase in the school's operating levy. That would raise more than $9 million for those projects. The president and CEO of BJC Healthcare and the chancellor of Washington University are rejecting a call for a moratorium on puberty blockers and hormone therapy. Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey made the request last week. After launching an investigation, that probe comes after a former employee of that facility claimed it overlooked the mental health needs of children, instead giving them puberty blockers. Also today, groundbreaking was held Thursday in Cassville for a new Barry County Jail and Sheriff's Office. That $17 million facility should be completed by July of 2024. And Missouri lawmakers are discussing a measure that would extend the age limit for survivors to sue their abusers. A House committee is reviewing a bill that would let survivors file a civil suit against their abusers until the age of 55. I'm Jason Rima, Springfield's Talk 104.1. Your face. First alert forecast sponsored by Navant, employee benefits that work. Sunny 42 for a high today, tonight clear 27, 51 tomorrow, and sunny on Sunday with a high of 60. Hey, everyone. It's Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty. Good morning. Yay. Look at that entrance. Woo. I know. <laughs> Ta-da. <laughs> I think that we, we've got a sort of inverted situation going on here, inversely proportional attitude. I woke up, and I was just like, yeah, you know, today's going to be a good day and yeah. everything. And then Sarah walks in looking like death warmed over, and she's Aww. like, she's, she's like, I just woke up in such a bad mood today. <laughs> I think I would be on Sarah's side if I had to she get up as really, early as you guys yeah. do. She didn't I really would... look like her attitude was death warmed okay. over. And she just. And also my face. <laughs> yeah, and she's just like, ugh. She talked about she was going to shave her head. She was going to do all this, how horrible the day was and everything. And, yeah. I need to actually get my mics instead of like yelling. I'm like, hey. No, I've had like six cups of coffee. No exaggeration. So I feel a little bit better now. And you have a little person at home. Yeah, I think that's so. my problem. I had a, a lack of sleep last night. But I feel good now, okay? Yeah. When are you going to start punishing him for keeping you up? <laughs> I don't know. If you don't start Wait early. Wait a couple more months, I guess. If you don't start early. <laughs> I don't know. We we had my daughter's sleepover for her birthday last weekend. So we had six 
10 and 11 year old girls and I was downstairs at midnight getting onto them, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m., and finally at 4 a.m., they passed out and went to sleep. But um, my husband and I had the last laugh. We woke him up at 8 a.m. with an air horn. So uh, showed them. Yeah, teach you to keep us awake at yeah. night. <laughs> there are a bunch of kids that are not going to want to sleep over at your house ever again. Probably not, yeah. Like, Mom, no one wants to stay over. I don't know why. Yeah. Her parents are mean and make yeah. us go to sleep and <laughs> make us eat you know, somewhat healthy meals yeah. and put our phones away and... Yeah. That's funny. It was interesting because we have, you know, half the girls have phones and social media okay. and TikTok, and our children do not. Right, as right. A, along with some other kids uh-huh. that were there. And so we had to lay down the law that, you know, mm. this this is how it is in our house. We're not yeah. going to be filming each other or posting things online or, mm-hmm. as my son says, letting China spy on us. Right. So, That's absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> they can spy on some other household. Right. Exactly. But not ours. So, so everything going well? How are you? It's going great. You know, our, our spring market is here. Um, even though it's just February, we have got buyers coming out of the woodworks looking for homes to buy. Mm. So, okay. again, we're kind of running into that shortage. We haven't seen the numbers like we did back in 2020 and 2021 with like multiple offer situations, but still, even with rates being, you know, in this mid sixes, it's still not a terrible rate, you know, and a lot of buyers can still afford to to purchase homes or need to purchase homes, whether it's through because they've, you know, relocated here for work or they need more space or they're getting divorced. I mean, there's life situations happening every day. And so we still have lots of buyers that are looking um, to find their next home. Right. So I have a quick question. Yeah. What is the link that you are seeing that houses are setting on the market for? Oh, good question. Great question. You know, when I first got into real estate several years ago, we would prepare sellers. You know, your house is probably going to be on the market 30 to 60 days with showings, you know, every week and whatnot. Um, and then 2020, 2021, it was a matter of, you know, 24 hours on the market if it's priced right. Right now, we're preparing sellers for your home being on the market about a week. So it just depends when it, you know, if you put it on the market on a Thursday, maybe we plan to have open houses on Saturday and Sunday. But if the home is clean and move-in ready in a sense um, and priced right, we're still seeing offers coming in within the first few days. So you still have that one chance to make a great first impression. And a lot of sellers right now are asking, well, I want to wait you know, until this summer to put my house on the market because I need to remodel the kitchen or gut the bathroom. It's dated. It has pink tile. You know, every house is different, obviously, but a lot of times we are advising our sellers to to hold off on doing those things. You know, you're not necessarily going to see a huge return on that investment. You know, now if there's a huge hole in your bathroom floor or the tub's leaking, those are different scenarios. But there's no sense right now in remodeling your kitchen because the next person's going to come in. They may hate what you do. Right. Or they may rip out all that work that you did and, and do their own style, you know. So... While there's not as much competition right now, we're really encouraging sellers just to obviously get your realtor's perspective on what they think you should or shouldn't do. But a lot of times it's just hold off on those things. Save your money. Let's get it on the market and the next owner can, you know, remodel it to their liking. Uh, Any particular showings or need anything? Well, yeah, I've got buyers still looking up by the Fellows Lake area. So they're looking for a basement home with... um, room for a family of seven so we need 
quite a bit of space, at least about 4,000 square feet, and they'd love, you know, five to 10 acres. Um, and then I've got a client, we're listing their home today, actually, down in Branson West. So it is 108 Coney Drive, which is in Coney Island. It's a neat little community in Branson West, Reed Springs area. But um, this house is four bedrooms, two bathrooms. We're going to price it at three ninety nine nine, but it is zoned commercial. So it could be a nightly rental if someone's looking for um, an investment property like that. So Coney Island's a neat little peninsula where this house, while it's not on the lake, it has lake views on three sides. Yeah. So very nice. Yeah. So it's it's a busy spring and, um, you know, happy to be a resource for anyone if they have questions on what they should do, whether it's buying or selling. You know, I'm happy to always answer phone calls or Facebook messages or meet in person if people just want to talk about what they have going on. All right. That sounds good. Yeah. It's always great to see you. Yeah, you too. Thanks, guys. All right. Have a wonderful weekend. You Emily well. Johnson, House Theory Realty. And all of our contact info, you can find ksgf.com. Just look under Nick's endorsements. Now a traffic update. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Sarah Miles. Thank you. Well, Pax season is just right around the corner. And uh, maybe you are one of those people who has kind of held off on doing home repairs and maintenance. Kind of wait until you have a little bit more extra cash in your pocket. If that is the case and now you are thinking, I really need to call somebody for those home repairs and maintenance, but I'm not sure who to call. I highly recommend my friends over at Beatles Property Maintenance. Now, first things first, Beatles is spelled B-E-A-D-L-E-S, and they do a variety of home repairs and maintenance. They can help you out with some of those larger uh, name items that you might have. Maybe you have some mold growth. Maybe you have a vapor barrier that you would like to have installed, or maybe you have had a leak within your home. Beetles can help you out with all of those items as well, but they can also help you out with some of those more fun uh, maintenance items as well. Uh, maybe you need new ceiling fans or new light fixtures. Maybe you need new kitchen flooring. I just had that done and it's fantastic. Or maybe you need a bathroom remodel. Beetles can help you out with those items as well. So whether you have a big ticket item or maybe a smaller list of items, uh, Beetles can help you out with those. Now, now, you can find all of the contact information for Bruce and the Beatles property maintenance team housed at KSGF.com under the Sarah's Endorsements tab. Good job. Thank you. I felt really good about that yeah, one. You really did. Really Nin- on point. 98% on yeah. that one, you know, because there's always room for improvement. <laughs> uh, Daily Wire is reporting that um, Biden has rejected federal disaster assistance for East Palestine, which is the Ohio town that has been massively impacted by the toxic train derailment. The request was made, and I this almost in passing was a question that I heard brought up during one of the coverage segments on one of the networks regarding um, the the situation and the train derailment and the environmental disaster like why isn't it declared a a, you know a federal disaster what's going on and the response was well the ohio governor has to request it well according to this he has and he was told no (laughs) the derailment which of course uh, of course occurred all the way back february 3rd caused the fire lasted days officials decided to initiate a controlled release of the chemicals uh to mitigate the risk of an explosion all residents within one mile of the crash site were told, get out, evacuate. 
Then they were permitted to come back just a few days later. FEMA told the state of Ohio that the Biden administration is rejecting its request for federal assistance because it doesn't qualify. Our government, on the federal level, loves to declare federal disasters. They, they, they love it. And this isn't just a Democrat thing. I'm sure there must have been instances in the past, but it just seems to me that this is a rubber stamp scenario that generally occurs whenever there is some instance, even when, frankly, it should be a state situation, uh, a, a sort of situation that a state should plan for, should have some sort of emergency plan, emergency funding uh, for this sort of emergency, but they request federal assistance, and it's always, it seems anyway, like a rubber stamp. The federal government, oh yes, yeah, federal, give you federal assistance, federal assistance, federal assistance. And and here, a scenario. You're talking about railroads, so this is this is federal authority here. Federal authority, railroads. You have clear issues with the environment. You have everything that is the cliched sign of. An environmental disaster. You have animals dying. You have dirty water that is undrinkable. Though they're sort of saying, well, if you want to give it a try, you can. You have people that are experiencing symptoms like you know, uh, rashes and um, painful coughs and you know these sorts of things. Things that are signs of, of, of an irritant. You have a plume of smoke that looks like a nuclear bomb was dropped in the middle of it. I mean, it it has all of the earmarkings of a federal disaster. If you were to make a movie about some sort of disaster that occurred that would require the military to come in and these mass this is what it would look like and this is the one thing that they decide no this this is your problem not ours i i think let me tell you what's going to happen this is going to get just like every other sort of disaster that occurs it is going to get a tremendous a lot of, a, a tremendous amount of attention it is a scenario that is going to be uh, unpopular uh, enough with the majority of Americans that the media outlets are not going to be able to defend it. And eventually, the Biden administration will approve this. And they will say, whatever you need, we'll do. But what we are seeing here is this is how the administration handles Every scenario that requires immediate attention, it is just hope that it goes away. Just pretend if it's not occurring. We saw it with Afghanistan in what they still refuse to acknowledge was a disaster. Here you, we, I mean, there are still people there. Still people there that we left behind. But the administration pretends as if, remember that whole scenario how it played out where you had people desperately, they were 
you know, reaching out to their friends or family, saying that they're trapped in there. And the administration's response was, well, you know, we told them that they could uh, send an email and, uh, you know, everyone who wants to get out got out. Biden at one point saying that, uh, well, if there's any anybody, just just tell them to call my office. Just dismissing it as if it's no big deal. The border, fentanyl, all of these issues. We're told it's secure, it's fine, don't worry about it. The lead-up to the invasion of Ukraine. Don't worry, we're going to use the threat of sanctions. We'll make sure it doesn't occur. We, we don't even have to use the sanctions right now. Just, just the threat of using them will be enough to stop this. No big deal. You've got the spy balloon situation. As it flies over, Americans are looking up at it, and we're told, no, it's no big deal. Don't worry about it. We're just going to let it fly over. It's not, it's not doing any harm. Until, of course, the the feedback was so negative that they had no choice but to do something. And, and we're dealing with the same situation here. And I, I'm just naming some that are coming off the top of my head. I mean, the port issue uh, with the... Uh, the uh, supply chain and, you know, oh, Biden saved Christmas. And then, of course, you know, that turned out not to be true. They're telling us there's nothing to worry about. Don't worry. Christmas will be on. We still, to a certain degree, have supply uh, chain issues in this country. Everything that actually requires a response from people who are accountable people who are credible they just put their head in the sand and they try to tell us everything's okay inflation another one there's no inflation well then it's just transitory well then it's just here for a few months and it 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 is a total pattern with this administration and let me tell you this is what happens when you put people in positions that do not belong in those positions when you put people in positions based off of categories, when you put people in positions because you think, well, this will look good to this constituency, well, I made a promise to this constituency, when it has nothing to do with merit. When your administration is filled with people that, if it were a book, would have nothing within it but only a cover. And these people, they are individuals that really genuinely believe that this is just a job that you get around and, and you, you know, you just talk about ideas and whenever problems occur, they'll sort of work themselves out. You know, they really are, maybe you've known these people before, the, the person that they always have the answer for everything, but when you really look at them, they've not accomplished anything in life. Well, you know what I would do, or well, you know what you ought to do, or anytime you're going to try something new, they tell you why it's not going to work. Well, you ought to do it this way. They're, they're a know-it-all, but then they've never actually implemented any sort of actionable idea or thought for themselves that produced anything. This is an administration filled with those people. A bunch of, quote, know-it-alls that have never actually had to do anything. And we're seeing the results one scenario after another scenario after another scenario play out when you have those sorts of people in charge. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. 
Hear about it. Hear about I, I know it. I'm beating a dead horse here. Talk about it. Talk about but it. the hypocrisy and the double standards kind of unreal. On Springfield's Talk 1041. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. I uh, got a traffic update coming first, though. I want to remind you the second annual KY3 Women's Show at the Ozark Empire Fairgrounds Eplex is tomorrow. Grab your girlfriends and join us for a day full of fun. Food, fashion, health, beauty, relaxation, and so much more. Wonderful vendors from all over the 417. Something for each and every woman, self-identified or real, in the Ozarks. Uh, You can get registered at KSGF.com for a chance to win your tickets uh, to that second annual KY3 Women's Show presented by Convoy Women at the Ozark Empire Fairground Eplex. Traffic update now. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. First alert forecast. I'm sexy and I know it. Uh, it is going to be a sunny day with a high of 42. Mostly clear 72 tonight, 51 tomorrow, and a high of 60 on Sunday. Sarah Myers. Hey, and it's not just me. It's Josh with the Pyramid Roofing Company. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you, Sarah? I'm good. You were almost late. I, I know. I'm going to call I, you out on it. I am. I was fashionably on time, is what I like to say. I'll allow it, I guess. So, <laughs> what's been up? Well, uh, it's only February, and we had a hailstorm yesterday. I guess it was in the early morning hours yesterday out in Mountain Grove, Ava, Mansfield area. Did you know there was also a tornado it, like right on the um, state line of Missouri and Arkansas? No kidding. Yep. I saw a news report on that, I think, uh, yesterday, actually. It's it's It seems a little early for extreme weather, but I guess we've had hail in January. It's Missouri. It's Missouri. Oh, was the Branson tornado was on leap day wasn't it a few years ago one that hit the oh, yeah. uh on the landing the hilton and took out all the windows and everything. oh yeah, it was yeah yeah, yeah well that's crazy not to interject that's okay that's okay i did that with uh you and emily earlier so it's right, fine it's fair fine play. fair play yep so what i'm hearing is you're having a lot of repairs well yeah and, and really what we're doing a lot of is just helping people out to see if they've got damage so it was a lot of the hail was like half inch hail maybe one inch hail so if it's hard enough, it can cause some damage to the shingles. So what we do a lot of is we'll, we'll go out and inspect the roof to see, did the hail cause damage, and should you file a claim? Because you, you don't want to file a claim unnecessarily. You don't want to have something come through that there is no damage, and you, and you have that zero claim on your on your record with your insurance company. It's not going to do that. So um, if, you have, if you think you have damage, call a roofing contractor. Call Pyramid. We'll come out get on the roof take a look at it see if you've got hail do a full walk around just like an adjuster would do with your insurance company and you can know if you've got damage or not you know what the next steps would be we do a lot of those and uh, can kind of and that's actually what your insurance company is probably going to tell you to do to, to call and they may even have a few we work with a lot of them here in the metro area and uh, they recommend uh, you do that first i don't think i've ever asked you this before but how far does the pyramid roofing company how far out do they service We've we've actually go into Northwest Arkansas. Oh uh, wow! So we do we, we our our uh, home office is in Kansas City. We've got a branch here in Springfield that we service pretty pretty much anywhere uh, Southwest Missouri. Um, I've go up to the Lake of the Ozarks. Uh, we've done several up there. Um, I live out in Ava, Missouri, so I go out you know out Mountain Grove, Ava, out east of of Springfield. 
and all the way down northwest Arkansas. We've got customers down there that have used us for years. So All right. So all over is the answer there. All over. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, anything else? Got plans this weekend? We are moving this weekend, oh, so I, our house is sold. And oh, I am that's moving. great! It is. I'm looking for. I love moving. It's the. It's the best. Yeah. Well, you've got like 72 kids that can help you out. Right? I do. That's that's the. <laughs> see, this is what I did. That's why I did the kid things. So Very smart. In the future, have movers for free. Very smart. You were thinking ahead there. I'm, I did. All right. Well, have fun moving. Um, and of course, if you're out there in Radio Land, you find yourself needing a roof repair or a whole new roof, highly recommend you give my friends over at the Pyramid Roofing Company a call. Josh, have a good week. I will talk to you. Oh, um, we will not be on location on Scramblers. We are leaving for the Great Escape. Yep. So ah. next Friday we'll, we will be here, but the Friday after that we will not. So I will have to see you So I'll later. be here having coffee by myself yes, that day that if is, anyone wants that to is come right. and All right. be sad with me then. I know. So. Well, John, with the Pyramid Roofing Company, this is Sarah Myers with Springfield's Talk 1041. I don't know. I Maybe I'm late to the game on this, but I saw, uh, did you see that Kels, uh, Travis Kelsey's hosting SNL the 4th? The March. Oh, I did not yeah, see that. I saw it. Huh. Really? Yeah. At first, I thought somebody had just, they were joking about it, but I, I did a news check and I saw an, uh, a couple of different news sites announcing hmm. that. Yeah. Interesting. Travis Kelsey hosting SNL. That's what it said. I've never been asked to host I, SNL. I, 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 let's see. I Clearly, found, they're in the wrong. There was a um, Yahoo Sports story, a UPI news story. Uh, so, yeah, I'm seeing it pop up a couple different places. I like your Band-Aid, by the way. That thing's cute. Thank you. It is. It looks like a, a baby um, uh, Rudolph. Or is I, that Bambi? It, it, I think it's Bambi. It, uh, might, it is Bambi, actually. There must be a serious a contusion underneath that Band-Aid. This is what happens when every time I smoke pork belly burn ends and I cut <laughs> try to cut the fat off of it. That stuff's hard to maneuver sometimes. Every time I cut myself. And, and there was no exception. For That's a Super Bowl party, I did the same thing. <laughs> That's awesome. And I, you know what? I just smoked up my knuckle with the burnt ends. Just throw it in with it. A little, yeah. little extra flavor. It's I was fine. like, it's just a burnt piece. It's just, you, who likes the really burnt pieces? Here you go. <laughs> and then I secretly knew that I was inside them. Well, now everyone knows, so. <laughs> okay. We should probably take a break. It's the Friday Road Show here at Scramblers. I am Nick Reed. More coming up next. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1. Garage experts for all your garage flooring, garage storing needs, customized storing. But even beyond that, um, if you have a floor and if you have a company of business and... You use that floor to walk on and things, then you could potentially use the services of garage experts. I'm really on point today, aren't I? We're, you're what? clearly not in one. <laughs> well, it's such a sometimes it's, it's some things are just obvious. It's like what can you? I mean, you know, here, the thing is, I had garage experts do my garage, and they did a tremendous job. It is such a bragging point of my house. 
Um, it is a show-off point. Whenever you have somebody come look at your home, you're showing them around for whatever reason. Maybe you just bought it or you did some remodeling. You don't usually say, oh, and here's the garage. You, you know, you may point to the door and be like, oh, and there's the door to the garage. Uh, but with garage experts, I do now. I genuinely do, not just because of the customized storage but the flooring as well. But that flooring has so many fantastic usages and it, you know, as a moisture barrier but also just keeping uh, things clean and, and looking nice and the ease of cleaning it and keeping the stains from, from appearing. And so uh, you know, if you have uh, any sort of business in which that is of a concern, a pet store, uh, a restaurant, um, a hair salon, then you ought to give them a call and have them come and, and see what uh, they can do for you. Shelly is the one that most likely will come and, and talk with you and, and get a look at what uh, uh, your establishment is and then tell you what it is that you guys can do and, uh, you know, go from there if you'd like. Or if it's not for you, then that's fine as well. It's Garage Experts. Find them under Nick's endorsements at ksgf.com. There, there's been a great deal of frustration for a lot of Americans who notice what appears to be a, a disproportionately high number of young men, late teens to early mid-30s, who just all of a sudden dropped dead of a heart attack and otherwise were completely healthy. And there's one thing that they have in common, and that would be <clears throat> uh, vaccinations. This frustration is birthed out of the fact that this is totally ignored by the media and the nature in which the media is ignoring it is inconsistent with how they have behaved with other things in the past for example energy drinks i mean if you could have one instance in a year period of time of some 15 year old that had a heart attack after drinking 10 energy drinks and all of a sudden it is a massive story about energy drinks and discussions with doctors about energy drinks and what's in energy drinks do we really know what's energy drinks should kids be allowed to drink energy drinks uh vaping remember the vape scare prior to covid as well you would have uh you know a kid in the hospital and and uh, that kid also vaped and that it would just be a whole thing once again it was you know five alarm fire and banning vaping you had schools all of a sudden out there talking about the dangers of vaping because of these little these these far and few between incidents that were occurring but we see with this all of these young people otherwise healthy every day you can find a story Every day. And they're generally athletic individuals. So we're not talking about, you know, the 400-pound 16-year-old that just drinks Mountain Dew all day and eats sticks of butter while playing video games. We're talking about healthy healthy young men, and they're just dying of heart attacks. And But if you ask any questions about it, you're a kook, right? CBS has finally addressed this. And they had their medical contributor on to talk about this, the the disproportionately high number of individuals, young males in particular, that are having heart attacks. And there is a vaccine connection. According to the CBS medical expert, though, it's probably those who aren't getting the vaccine that all of a sudden are having these heart attacks. I kid you not. After ignoring the alarming increase in the attacks among children and adults for three years, finally they're covering it. However, (laughs) they 
got their own particular spin on it. Dr. Celine Gounder, editor-at-large for public health at Kaiser Health News and a CBS News medical contributor, joined Tony DeCopil and Lulia Luciano to discuss the findings of these. And they gave all the different numbers and, and the, the um, myocardial infarction death numbers and the, you know how since the pandemic has been underway, we've seen an increase in this occurring. The heart attack death rates for adults 25 to 44 have increased by 30 percent, 45 to 64 by 19.6 percent, 65 and older 13.7 percent. So the one of the CBS correspondents said to do a study like this, you look at the years prior to the pandemic, the typical rate of heart attack deaths in that age group, and then you see it increase and you wonder, what's the new variable? And so the pandemic is the new variable, to which Gounder said, that's right. So these researchers looked at 10 years of data across the U.S., all the death certificates that get filed with the CDC, that data. And so what they saw is prior to the pandemic, heart attack deaths were actually dropping. And then that trend reverses. And you see those deaths go up, especially among the youngest age group during the pandemic. For Grounder, the deaths from heart attacks were caused by COVID-19 and the decline in youth vaccinations and mask use. So not only is it because they weren't getting vaccines, but some wouldn't wear masks either. Quote, these death certificates are probably not even capturing the fact that they might have had COVID. They really are just saying, did you die from a heart attack or not? What we do know, however, is that younger people were less likely to protect themselves against COVID than older people, less likely to mask, less likely to take other mitigating measures, and they were also farther back in line to get vaccinated, so they were not protected with vaccinations until later in the pandemic. Those might have been a factor here. So it's not. Now, she's speculating here. But her speculation isn't that it may be the vaccines causing it, but speculating that it might be a lack of vaccines. Now, there's a a way to make a determination here. Those who die of heart attacks, did they get vaccinated? And if they did, did they get the booster? Did they get the second booster? Did they get the third booster? What was their vaccination status? But what seems interesting here is that this expert brought on by CBS did not note any of that at all. She just declared, well, young people were less likely to get the vaccine. And since they're having heart attacks at a higher rate, that must mean it's because they weren't getting vaccinated. That's reckless speculation. You need to determine whether or not these individuals actually had the vaccine. And we know a lot of them that have had the heart attacks at a young age unexpectedly were vaccinated individuals that we do know but what percentage or what rate that i don't know there that there's been any evaluation of that and i suspect there's not going to be any huge rush to do that evaluation springfield's talk 1041 i'm nick reed you're listening to nick reed in the morning on springfield's talk 1041 we do most every Friday from Scramblers on Republic Road and National. 
And this is, of course, sponsored by Affordable Towing. You can always message in. You can text. You can do that on the American Transmissions Talk and Text Line, which is 447-KSGF. Some headlines are so incredibly obvious. It's shameful that, as a society, we allow them to happen. And here's the headline. California violent crime tripled as suspects walked free without bail, according to a reform study. Well, yeah. We are willingly, in certain pockets of this country, destroying ourselves. And this isn't hard stuff to figure out. You go easy on criminals... You're going to enhance crime. Not difficult to figure out. This is easy stuff. It kills me that you will have these people with you know criminology degrees, and you have all you know these experts, and uh, uh, they they get put on these committees to try and figure this stuff out. It's not that hard. A new study comparing California repeat offenders who posted bail with those who were let out with low or no cost under zero bail policies found that the latter group reoffended more often, more quickly, and were accused of 200 times more violent crimes. Not two times more or three times more, 200 times more. Yolo County District Attorney Jeff Ressing, whose office published the study, said, quote, the impact of zero bail on violent crimes are obvious and they're horrific. I mean, we have more people being shot at, stabbed, assaulted, robbed, beaten. These are real victims and the numbers are staggering under zero bail. Under an emergency zero bail rule at the height of the coronavirus pandemic meant to minimize jail crowding, bail costs were dramatically uh, reduced, often to zero dollars, according to the study. And so they've seen a tripling Again, you wonder who did this study and how much it costs to do this study to figure out the absolute obvious. Now, if you you narrow in on particular instances, and this is why it's so frustrating to so many people up in Michigan, and you have this university campus shooter who was treated in the same manner. He violated he, he violated federal law when it came to firearms, and he should have gone away for, for that. But instead, you had a liberal, soft-on-crime prosecutor that let that individual plead down to a misdemeanor, which allowed that individual to continue to legally carry a firearm despite the fact that the law said that individual should not. And then when that individual goes back out and murders three people, the people who are responsible for creating an atmosphere in which somebody like this is more likely to do that run around pointing the finger at the people who are trying to stop this stuff, claiming, well, we need more gun laws. When the gun laws that existed weren't enforced. This guy would have gone to prison. Arguably would have still been in prison. Which means those three people would not be dead. 
of all of the spokes on the wheel in that horrific tragedy, the existence of the gun itself is the least responsible. Ultimately responsible is the person who did the killing. But then if you're going to make a little pyramid or a tree, underneath that is the prosecutor who did not hold that criminal accountable when he violated federal gun laws and instead put him back out on the street, handing him a firearm. Also, part of you know the creation of the atmosphere that allowed this to happen is this prevailing atmosphere and attitude, this culture that has been fostered in blue counties because of left-wing prosecutors that criminals know they can get away, sometimes literally with murder. They know they're in charge. There's no accountability. And then they also know if they do carry out a crime in those particular areas of the country, the people who should be holding them responsible point the finger at everybody else. You listen to some of these people on the left, you wouldn't even know that there was a criminal who actually pulled the trigger. It's the gun's fault. It's the NRA's fault. It's the fault of the Republicans for being bought by the NRA. It's the Second Amendment's fault. And it's, it's just deliberate, and it happens all over this country. And I think we have to accept the fact that We're beyond the point of trying to point out truth and believing that once the people who are responsible for creating these atmospheres realize and understand what's going on, they'll change their ways. They don't care. That is meaningless to them. They're ideologues. And in their minds, they have a pretend world created. And in that pretend world, um, you're just nice to criminals, you give them hugs, you give them passes to, to yoga classes, uh, you uh, get them together with the victims so that the victims can tell them how it impacted them. And in their perfect world, that's going to make everyone live in peace and harmony. And so they implement policies that are in line with their imaginary world. And when reality comes in, they just ignore it. And unfortunately, it's the people who suffer. Ted Cruz has extended support after Fetterman is checked into a hospital for clinical depression, noting mental illness is real. Uh, He and his wife said that they're praying for Fetterman. Heidi and I are lifting up John in our prayer. Mental illness is real and serious, and I hope he gets the care he needs. He added, regardless of which side of the political aisle you're on, please respect his family's request for privacy. Now, there is... I don't know if you want to call it a fine line or not, but I would argue, while yes, this is not a positive thing, it does not in any way, shape, or form mean that it is an acceptable situation. And it's unfortunate that his family has put him in this position to where now he's checked himself into a mental health care facility. Glenn Beck's next. I'm Nick Reed.